by episode, storyline by storyline, character by character, as we break down the making of your favorite zip code, with your host, <laughs> Charles Rosen, Did I say that? Harry Mullen, this thing about the, the, the real person, and we go, what? We're getting rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen looks crush, TV crush worthy. Like so many special guests, and all your questions. Live on the Beverly Hills 90210 Show. Oh, yeah. And we put a dance now. This is really exciting. Uh, a little special bonus here on the Beverly Hills 90210 Show. We're finally talking to uh, Lindsay Rosen, which we've we've talked to you before on the Super Show, but we haven't had a chance to really, like, get your perspective of what it was like growing up 90210. So this is a great yeah. opportunity for that. How are you How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Yes. I want to ask you first up top about Cruel Intentions, the musical. Yes. People are in LA on December 19th. This is happening in LA, but there's also a live stream as well. So tell me about how you got involved in this and, and what it's all about. Yeah, so I'm, you know, like I'm sure many people watching and listening, I'm a 90s kid, so Cruel Intentions was on my radar um, for a long time, and actually almost seven years ago, which seems wild to have been doing anything mm. professionally um, substantive for seven years, but I um, I was doing a lot of theater stuff, and I got a call one night from um, a cold call from now someone that's a very dear friend and collaborator of mine named Jordan Ross, who had an idea to do Cruel Intentions, the musical. It basically was a movie that you all know and love mixed up with, you know, 20 of your favorite 90s pop songs. And so it, even just at first blush, that was totally up my alley as a 90s music lover, as a 90s movie lover. And so I jumped right in originally as a director of the project and then became a co-creator. And we opened in LA in 2015 in February and ended up doing, you know, then it just kind of took off from there. My dad's seen it probably 30. Well, also, I just want to do that date. You know, when Lindsay's talking about this call that just kind of comes in, that comes in, I know that it comes in after January 25th. Yes. But that was her birthday, and it happened right after that. So in a process of about 10 days, she gets this up. And my takeaway, wow. you know, right back to my daughter, was she once said near the end, she said, and it was really good. But it, that was a one act, it was a really good little show. And, and it was gonna come back and have a longer run. And Lindsay said, I'm gonna put in an intermission and I'm going to make it better. Love and that. It, and she put in an intermission and she made it better. That is that is all accurate. I mean, you know, full disclosure, which I grimace as the child of an entertainment lawyer and daughter-in-law of an entertainment lawyer, we did not have the rights to anything that we were doing, you know, during our right. first. That's you know, always the most run. fun. Yeah. The learning that's experience. Always, that's always a good way. Yeah. Good way to go. But we were very lucky that actually the first, you know, true important person to come see the show was Mary Cumble, who is the wife of Roger Cumble, writer, director of Cruel Intentions. And he, I think he sent Mary as his, you know, spy, just to make sure, um, just to scout out the situation. And Mary, to her credit and our good fortune, loved the show. And so she sent Roger and he showed up the next performance with, I think, his lawyer and one of the, you know, we were, Jordan and I were like, all right, this is our last performance. 
performance has been fun, but um, luckily Roger, you know, could not have loved it more and became, you know, as he should have, as he should be a co-creator of the musical along with us. And, you know, we got to work with Roger, not only on the musical, but the musical uh, kind of blew up in the spring of 2015 because we had a really special night where, thanks to Roger's help, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller, um, Reese Witherspoon, and Selma Blair all came together. To Oof. And yeah. um, Ryan Philippi had come to another performance, but the ladies all had a girls' night out together, and they came. And so in this little theater of 180 people, three of them were those three incredible actresses. And so it was a very special night for the show. And if you Google that, there's a lot of press about and it. And also, yes, wow. they, they replicated the famous kiss. Yes, yeah, so we, yes. After, <laughs> after, there's actually pictures of that, that, you know, yes, um, Selma and Sarah did a kiss after and. Just everything, you know, I think it was a very public reunion for a very beloved, you know, movie. And then it kind of got spinning from there. And um, Jordan and Roger and I ended up um, getting to pitch and sell and write a television version of Cruel Intentions, which we did get to shoot a pilot and all that fun stuff. It didn't move forward, but it was something I'm also really proud of, um, just getting to dig back into the franchise. And so that was a bummer. But, you know, as timing worked out after the TV project, um, you know, went away. We, we were sort of well positioned to actually take the show to New York. So we did a off Broadway run. I think it was 2017 to 2018, and I got to direct it there. We brought on an incredible um, producer named Eva Price, who's Tony Award winning now and just like an awesome champion of the show. And so, wow, he really helped us take the show from this little show that started at the Rockwell Table and Stage. If anybody knows that, yeah. that. You know, all right. So I just want to say, you know, ever since Lindsay was a little girl, like like the whole Tookie Lau age girl, we started calling her Lucky Lindsay. And (laughs) the Eva Price Price connection falls into that rubric. Ah, that's amazing. She really is a great producer, and it really, and hearing all the great things that are happening to the show is also a testament to her faith in them, but also her her, her, uh, respect she now is commanding in the the actual. For sure. Um, yeah, Eva I, helped us open it off Broadway, and then we did a national tour in 2019. And the show actually went to Edinburgh um, Theater Festival in the summer of 2019 with a production team out of the UK. And wow. like the show's available now actually for licensing. And so there was a lot of momentum going into the spring of 2020, as we all know how that played mm. out. Everything <sighs> closed down. But now, you know, on the other side of that, here we are with, or, you know, not on the other side, still in the midst of it sure. in a way that Broadway is and theater is being able, at least now we'll, we'll knock on wood, being able to come back to people's lives in a real way. That's sort of where the impetus for this live stream came from. So we're doing it at the Bourbon Room in Los Angeles, which is a really cool venue. Uh, if you're in LA, there's two shows and you can actually come in person on the 19th. So um, check out cruelmusical.com and you can buy tickets and you can come. But anybody, anywhere, if you would like to see Cruel Extensions the Musical, you like 90s music, you can watch it from the comfort of your couch at home, open a bottle of wine, nice. find some friends to sing along. It's a really fun show, if I do say so myself. And if yeah. you, you know, if you like the movie or, or just, you know, like 90s music, I think you'll, it's hard not to have a good time. Um, and we have an incredible cast. I'm so excited. It's almost all people that have done the show before and, and I've worked with before. So I, I can't speak highly enough of them. And I'm, um, you know, all our musical directors back Jordan, my co-creator, and I'm co-directing um, with my good friend and collaborator, Ken Throne, who um, directed the tour. And so it's just kind of an all-star lineup at this point. So it's it's, really cruel, it's cruelmusical.com if they want to 
get cruelmusical.com will have all the information um and it's being streamed through stellar so stellar is the is the streaming service um right we'll have more info um, cool so everyone make sure you go and check that out now i want to ask you about this chuck oh my gosh your dad sent me this that's one of my favorites (laughs) yeah you with the you with the cast here so Tell me about growing up 90210 in, in, in this world. When did you, I mean, yeah. were you watching it right from the start or? Well, yes and no. I was like six or seven, I think, when the show premiered. So I wasn't watching like a real fan because I was, I was. Maybe you, I were, was you were five. It was I 1990. Was five. Okay, I was five. Which I just want to say the one thing in the bookends now that we're going into the, the zip code. 19, you, Lindsay's, uh, would you say she's a 90s girl, Melanie? 90210 is 90 and Cruel Intentions is 99. I mean, this was her. Yeah. That's the epitome of 90s. Right. Yeah. uh, yeah. So I don't, you know, absolutely. There's some funny things. Like I do remember, you know, there were certain, like I wasn't allowed to watch the gun episode. I remember, I don't remember. I just remember not being allowed to watch that one at the time, which makes (laughs) Mm -hmm. a lot of sense. Understandable. um, You know, certain conversations with my parents, I used to laugh at sort of, corresponded things that were going on in the show so like the condom episode like I think that was the first time we ever talked about condoms which I was you know young and I don't know that I was watching everything as it was in real time I think I was in my memory like maybe watching things slightly later and like that but those those episodes definitely prompted real life conversations in my life let me me tell you the just a one story just for saying it's really was fun you know, I worked really hard that year and I was very close to my daughter. I, I was a writer at home. She was a young girl. I had time, you know, we had a lot of time together. So after the season was over, we went to um, Snowmass, Colorado to go skiing. And we had just shot the baseball episode. Yeah. And we had just shot the baseball episode. And we've done the baseball episode on the show, Lindsay. And the we have. Training. Was, we yes. have. Yeah. The director never got a shot behind the pitcher. So you never knew when we're starting. And this kind of a baseball thing. I talked with him about it. He didn't, nobody bothered to get that shot. And you Amazing. and I watched it and you had a smile on your face the whole time. You were digging it. I mean, what's this thing? And all this, there was a dog, there were kids, young kids, baseball, all that. I remember, what year and was you, that done? That was 91, the spring of 91. Yeah. And April 91. And um, I uh, asked you um, when it was over and I'm, you know, like, this isn't making any sense. Oh, shit, I'm going to have to do so much work on this. <laughs> and and I ask you, did you like it, Lindsay? You went, oh, yeah. And I said, could you follow what was going on? You went, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right for, like, the six-year-old. No, so I want to make yes. sense. She was a, she was a little girl. That, that first yeah. hooky loud dancer was a little girl. And I wonder, Lindsay, do you remember the trip to Hawaii? Where you put on, I know we have photographs of it, you know, with this, yeah. but any of the thing that led up to the idea that we actually went to a luau and they were playing the hoopie lau and all of that. You know, I don't, I do, now that you say that, I do remember that trip and I, I know those pictures. So it makes sense mm-hmm. that that might have been organic. I do remember that that yeah. came first. Um, yeah, that hoopie that hoop lau scene is obviously you know, the first and, and probably the best one that I was in. And, and I think it's particularly cool that Jason says my name because he says mm-hmm. at least when he'll dance with me. Like, I still think that's cool. Yeah. Um, so cute. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's very, it was very and neat. We've and, gone I, through, yeah. and we've gone through it, Lulu. 
And in the background dancing, you can see Grant Helen. Yeah, there's my, there. I know my you family's know, we in there. And, Lots of my family members that made a special appearance. <laughs> when did this become like you knew what your dad did? You know what I mean? I know that you, yeah. you know what he did. You know, he worked on the show for sure yeah. as a kid. You know, it's in your world. I'm sure you saw the peach pit. We'll talk about some of that. But when did yeah. you realize like the significance of what he did on 90210? That's a really good question, because I think, you know, growing up in L.A. is kind of a specific experience because, my you know, it's a it's a industry <laughs> town. So it's not like like all the kids I went to elementary school with and high school with, like their parents were doing the same thing that my parents were doing. So it wasn't like, yes, people thought it was cool, but it wasn't extraordinary in the sense that there were lots of cool parents in my, you know, lots of cool shows that people were working on. Well, so put it, we'll put it in perspective. <laughs> Here are three people off the top of my head who were also sent their No, we don't need to name school. drop the name. We don't need to name. <laughs> <laughs> It was a big deal, but it was, I think, I think at the time, so I didn't really realize the magnitude, like it didn't seem, I know the phenomenon that it was. And I think, I think in some ways, really, like as someone that's now a professional writer myself and writing teen, you know, TV shows, like the impact is just so long. And I think you, you can certainly everyone knows all the statistics at the time of there was a huge fandom, the number, you know, the numbers and, mm -hmm. and the fact that it ran for 10 seasons and the fact that we're still talking about it now, like that all speaks for itself. But I don't know, I think it's still like having an impact for me that it was this lasting thing that my parents did that I really appreciate. Cause for me, it was just my dad's office. Like I have one, I don't think it's on my wall, but I, I have something framed that I still have in my possession that was like, from 92 and it's from like the editors um and it was something that i must have colored like while i was in the editing bay or something <laughs> oh wow it says yeah. like i don't know if you remember what it was but it was like one of the editors had written or somebody in post was like you know thanks for hanging in post or something that was like just it was just the after school like it was just a normal office like it didn't seem like a special thing even though sure. you know it was special to see my dad one of my earliest memories of actually being on the set involves um Shira Wasserman made a name Wasserman who's the daughter well, of Jessica Jeff. Klein is very yeah, close Jessica mm -hmm. and Steve Wasserman and Jessica Shira and I you know grew up running around together on that set and I remember we used to play a game with like the gaffers and the grips where they would have clothes pins to pin the the lighting gels on the lights That's and right. they would give us the clothespins and we would write our name on them in Sharpie and like draw pictures on them. And then we try to like pin them on people's back without them knowing. And that was like this game that we thought was really fun, like running around a, back, a soundstage. Um, but C47s. I remember, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good game. But I remember, I think it was Ian. I, I pinned it on someone's costume. Like someone was in a scene and I pinned it on their costume and they stepped into a frame and then that was the end of that game like that just never <laughs> game <happened>. over <laughs> game over i'm learning um, this for the first time because of course i always yeah. think oh Lindsay in the clothespins it was so delightful no i so like i messed time. up a shot or something and yeah. then it was over and it had like our names on it so we couldn't even pretend it i mean who else was it going to be but it was like Lindsay on the clothespins so i like really it are there mm -hmm. do you have you watched the entire series that's a good question i have seen all of the first five seasons 
of course, right? I've I've not seen you've all. You've done enough. You've done yeah, enough. that's it. No, no. But <laughs> I, you got the good ones. But you're aware of the other. You're aware yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen I've seen many of them. I just I haven't seen every single one. But I definitely saw the ending. And I I remember we actually went to the one of the last days of filming. Um, my I I think they were shooting the wedding, and we went to kind of say hi and bye to the cast, who were always like. Everyone was so nice to me. I mean, I'm not going to be the person you're going to get like dirt on from the cast. No, I was right. like the boss's <laughs> daughter. So yeah. I, but I do remember everyone, everyone being nothing but nice to me. And I've even run into them in my, like, I've seen some of them, you know, at my parents' house in the recent years, but I've even run into some of them like in elevators and doctor's offices. And they're always super nice to me. I have to, at this point, I have to reintroduce myself because I don't look like the little girl that they sure. would yeah. remember. But they, you know, it, um, it was a very warm experience for me and, and everyone always made me feel super welcome. Are there episodes uh, that your mom or your dad wrote that you are like, this is really, because you're, you know, you're a writer now, so I'm sure yeah. you've, you've got the genes and all that stuff, but are there episodes <laughs> of 90210 or maybe even something else of maybe not 90210 yeah. uh, that you were like, this is really amazing stuff. I mean, my wife always talks about the, one of the episodes your mom wrote and as the best, you know, and all that stuff. So yeah, um, I'm um, curious for you. I've heard that a lot. I think the ones that kind of have stuck with me a lot are like all the Paris episodes really stuck out. And I remember, I kind of remember those as they were happening and getting to film on the back lot at um, Universal. And this is, this is like the LA kid coming out because it was like, because they filmed on the back lot at Universal, I got to have like a very VIP Universal Studios birthday party, you know, because it was hmm. with my parents have been, you know, working with the sure. So like we got to do like a really cool birthday. Before it was institutionalized, before you publicly yeah, get so it, it was, we got it. <laughs> yeah, so and, we, got, we that, got to you know have like a tour guide and a really right. fun day at the at the so for my birthday. So th those were sort of you know some perks. But I, I do remember those Paris episodes being really special. Um, I think like watching the like what I call the condom episode. I mean the where you know they if you're gonna yes. teach your kids to swim, you know if you're gonna build a pool, don't you think you should? you know yeah teach the kids to swim watching yeah. my mom's dialogue but I that's really resonant and stuck with me um I, I I think like Donna Martin graduates has really stuck with me just as something that became like iconic and my friends will still quote like all these years later and mm -hmm. you know that my parents had a hand in that and then from just like a professional standpoint I mean the fact that they were shooting so many episodes of season doing double ups that's really stuck with me when I think about Whew. like what happens on a production when you're shooting one crew mm. just like even to think about double ups is mind-boggling so just remember nobody nobody incredible. knows nobody yeah. knows what being burned out is yeah. like we did and Melrose, and Melrose place too they, they yeah. maybe didn't do it and last quite as long but they they jumped into the fire too and just those I, double ups would yeah dad i remember you always had the i survived double ups t-shirts that they would give the crew, which it's seems no like a small consolation prize, but I remember them making those every year. So that's really stuck with me. And then one thing that I think you'll appreciate, like knowing and make your viewers have gotten to know my dad, um, you know, I think it, it's still kind of mind boggling to me that in season four of 90210 94, my dad was coaching my basketball team. So, you know, it's also when you talk about like, did I know that it was a big deal or has that, you know, 
like, yes, but at the same time, you know, my dad was always able to show up for basketball practice at the rec center. And so, you know, that just made it seem like he had a regular dad job because he got to, you know, he coached my basketball team. So that, those are the kind of things that are really um, resonant. And I would just like to add that two things about it. One is, is the reason that I coached is because it would, if it was a boys league, but they let Lindsay in the league if I would, they needed a coach. Oh. So Lindsay was a really good athlete, and particularly in yeah, softball. I remember they didn't have enough room for me on another team, but they said that's right. But coach. so this was a way to make mm-hmm. it all work because we yeah. came after the fact. I forget the, all the details, but you know, so we did that. We ended up being the champs, right? And one of the reasons is is that I had a ringer. You no, know, I had a girl who I knew could dribble. Pass. It could even I thought you were going to say Oliver. We had this very well. We had a phenomenal kid. Let me ask you though: um, When did you have a perspective of how much they did do with the show? And you know, because obviously we've been doing this podcast. There's a lot of stories, and I'm sure mm-hmm. you're aware of them more now. The behind yeah. the scenes stuff that was going on at the time, and the stuff that your dad had to deal with. You know, whether it simply very a write a storyline or a mm-hmm. cast member or whatever when did you get that total perspective of what that was like yeah that's um a good question I think I knew some contemporaneously in terms of obviously the big shifts like I remember knowing when Shannon left the show at that mm-hmm. point and I was old enough to realize that was a big deal like at the sure. time that, that was happening but I think one thing that I is very memorable to me was later when Gossip Girl was premiering and they there was the campaign of the billboards I don't know if anyone remembers what those looked like but they were just super scandalous and they were just basically using the fact that there was all this teenage sex in the show and all the critics were like this is your parents first nightmare those were like some of the taglines that they were promoting it with and I remember Ah. my dad saying and like we've had conversations since you know they had to fight so hard in 90210 to just let you know, Brenda have sex at prom with her, you know, loving <laughs> relationship. And so like then to look at, you know, however many years later at these television shows that were just able to, like, did they appreciate the battles that were fought by my dad, but also, you know, the Larry and the writing staff to really, especially with female agency, you know, and sexuality and stuff like that. So those things I feel I appreciated more after the fact in terms of like what was a, you know what what things were just become became so commonplace on tv that they really weren't they really didn't have um it wasn't just obvious that teenagers would be having sex it was a lot of conversations with a lot of people to be portraying that sort of stuff so i i remember saying like a lot of times people will say you know it's so awkward to watch a movie like a movie with a sex scene with your parents and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that is mm-hmm. awkward. What about watching a sex scene with your parents that your parents wrote? Like, there's like, <laughs> uh, just, like doubling down right there. <laughs> the whole thing is crazy. So, you know, that may or funny. may not have happened to, <laughs> it's a funny to someone, to them or someone that they know. Yeah. Yeah, the sex was always off camera. Ours was no man's. It's true, but I still, it was enough. I, I got it. Right. Um, um, Lindsay, really quick, I think yeah. the fans want to know growing up on set, did you have yeah. any crushes on set? Oh my Were gosh. There- that's so funny. I don't know. My parents might remember more than me if I had crushes. On, I, don't, I don't know. If <laughs> okay. I Nothing know. stands well, out for you. Well, a little old, not on 902 and oh, some of the, the one in Hawaii. 
Oh yeah, Ooh. my dad did a pilot with these very handsome actors when I was like 14. So right. I was like, oh my God. And uh, one of them we're still in touch with, a really nice yeah. guy, he's had a nice career. Aww. He's still very handsome. Yeah, very that's cute. I remember that. We were, yeah, we, we shot a pilot. But I also, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I just, all of them were, were super sweet. I mean, I like, I mean, I, I remember, you know, thinking the boys were adorable, but I don't think I legitimately had, I was a little, I was like, young. Okay, got it. I'm going to ask you lastly, um, you know, obviously we all adore your dad and mom here on this podcast. Me personally, Melanie yes, fans, very much. tell me something about them that uh, we would appreciate knowing that maybe has nothing Ooh. to do with 90210, just the, like that. the people. Um, well, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm sure my dad might've mentioned this, but in the past, you know, two years, uh, my parents have become grandparents because uh, I have now I have two children. I have a 22-month-old daughter named Helen, and I have a three-month-old son named Judah. And my brother has a seven-week-old son. So, you know, they've gone from zero to three grandchildren very quickly. And my my parents are the best grandparents. So that's, you know, Aww. that's a real, I guess it makes sense with the guy that's going to coach your basketball team and, you know, the, sure. and, of you course. Know, all the stuff you might know. But they're very On good. On brand. Friends. They're very good grandparents. Very awesome. Oh, and Charles, you must be so proud of Lindsay. I mean, how the tables oh, oh. have turned with your, you know, your careers. Oh, and now yeah, it's a very, and you know, it's, I remember when I got in the Writers Guild and an old veteran said, uh, screenwriter said, you know, it was really hard to get in the business when I got in. I can't even imagine what it is now. And it always is that because mm. you are complexities and this, it's a rough business as opposed to the network business, which is all it was. Yeah. So bright yeah, and but so proud. And Lindsay's a multi-talented writer, a writer of books, and she and and an excellent director. She'll get back to that more. But I'm glad a little bit with scroll and, and a mom, which is a, a job in itself. itself. So yeah, you're, you're doing it all right now. It's a yeah. lot. It's a lot. It's good. But yeah, no, I'm um I'm working on um a project I can't talk about yet, but it's also set in the Ooh. '90s, and there's a lot of '90s music involved, and I also feel like. <laughs> fans of the podcast will be very exciting whenever that does become we Man. can't wait to hear all about that yeah yeah exactly so it's cruelmusical.com to pick up uh virtual yes. tickets or if you're in la i'll be there and charles will be there. you're gonna be there charles right yes oh yeah uh, absolutely six o'clock pete's gonna he be wouldn't there miss yeah, so i mean there, if you all want to see it and hang out with us and, and 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 check out this musical it's gonna be a blast um yes. all right so i just want to yeah. say the one thing to Lindsay, just because we veered off it I just want you to know, you see the name Charles Rosen here. When they see the podcast now, they see Grandpa Charlie. So, <laughs> yes, very, that is very true. I do know. So that wasn't that wasn't so much of a secret, but they, um, <laughs> they're, uh, you know, it is it is a great uh, quality. Amazing. Well, thank you for doing this. Much appreciated. Um, yes. And we will make sure everybody comes out and checks it out. So thank you. Sounds great. Thanks, Thanks Lindsay. Lindsay.